The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. We've had some real killers here lately, huh, Danny? I mean, as far back as the sled pole operator with uh, Tom Van Heusen. Well, we had Caden Hess. We had a couple of truck advisors. Caden Hess. That was a blast. Absolutely. That was a big shout out to Chris Emke for helping out with Caden. And then, yeah, the Truck Buyer's Guide 2.0, where Danny really got a chance to lay down some of his knowledge about uh, how to buy a truck, what to look for. Some real good insider information from seven years of, we'll just say dealership background instead of my <laughs> usual hateful, spiteful scumbag talk. <laughs> I would have went longer, but Paul, you kind of cut me off at 40 minutes, I think. That, on that yeah, no, I was fine. I was like, dude, nobody cares. No, I'm just joking. Everybody <laughs> cares. That's why we did the episode. Today, though, we are really excited to welcome Nick Pregnitz. Hello, Paul. How's it going? Great. And Tim Slater. How you doing? You know, I was just thinking back, guys, so I was looking through our original episodes. Nick, you were guest number one, and Tim, you were guest number two. It was a match made in heaven, wasn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> It'll stay that way after this episode. <laughs> one and two, right? <laughs> so today we have you guys in because we're doing a 30K budget build. And this is kind of a rehash. Originally, way back in the day, we did a 15K budget build. I was actually one of the, one of the guests on that episode. Uh, so I stood up for Duramaxes there. Chris Emke did Cummins for us, and we called in Pete Shibby of WC Fab to handle our power stroke needs. Scott, our old co-host, uh, went ahead and picked Shibby, uh, regardless of logic or or reasoning, to yeah. my to my defense. There was no logic in the end of that, right? You know, but but it, he did have a good presentation. And no that offense, counts. Pete. Right? Yeah, and we'll dig into that. Right, right. Danny, Danny has some different opinions on this. So Danny is is you were not present for that episode. You just went back and listened to it like a regular listener. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts? I'd really like to talk about that later in the show. Oh, okay. Okay. Danny's got a little little card up his sleeve. Someone's pretty excited to get started. (laughs) I got to tell you, I've been avoiding Nick all week because I didn't want to talk to him about this show because I didn't want to give him any pointers what's going on. So sorry, Nick, for avoiding you. He really just didn't want to remind you to prepare for it. (laughs) I'm I'm about to eat your lunch, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) So for all of our listeners, 30K budget build, here's the deal. We basically gave everybody a hypothetical $30,000 check, said go buy a truck. Build it, make as much horsepower as you can. It's got to be a minimum of 750 horse. So you got a 750 horse. Uh, we're going to have Tim do power strokes because that's his specialty. Nick's going to handle Duramaxes. And Danny, a little bit outside of your comfort zone, not a lot of history with Cummins, but you are handling the 30K budget build for Cummins, huh? I've got a pretty good history um, of building friends Cummins with them and helping them out. So I've been there and done that. That's why I stepped up and said I would like to do that. We all know a friend who's made a bad decision and bought a Cummins or a Power Stroke. So they're not <laughs> friends with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not going to say I'm slightly biased towards uh, Duramaxes. So I, I wanted to, to leave some parameters for myself for picking a winner, right? So I have not told any of the three uh, guests here today that these are the parameters, kind of what we're looking for. Is The big thing is what would I buy? At the end of this, right? So you came up with 30K. You were able to go out and buy a truck. What would would I do my build the same way you're presenting it? So we're going to do real quick. We're going to run around the room. Um, you're going to give us a quick rundown. So just a, a real brief overview of your truck. So all I want is your truck, what year it is, and what your horsepower expectation is. And then we're going to go around and give everybody a chance to break down their entire build. Okay. So Tim, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, I found out. 2004 Ford 6-liter automatic, 125,000 miles. That's what we're working with. Okay. Okay. Almost identical to our last one. I think Shibby's was an 03, but, mm-hmm. but that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is your horsepower, we'll call it estimate? Uh, we'll, we'll say 750. That was our target, right? 750 for the target. Okay. Right on the money. Danny Boy, what do you got? I found an 0659, rust-free, and uh, has... The only thing I didn't like about it was 290,000 miles, but I'm going to definitely dive into why I chose it. And my horsepower is going to be right around 950 real wheel horsepower. Ooh, throwing out some big, you know he's a fucking car salesman because he threw in rust free. Hey, like, I, listen, I want to tell you it's a mint one yeah, owner. Yeah, it helps with the horsepower, doesn't it? <laughs> we all know he hasn't seen this vehicle. Um, actually, to be honest with you, I went and saw this truck. <laughs> I have spent way too much time on this episode, and that's why I'm going to destroy you guys today. Dude, I'm Danny's a professional. wife is ready to divorce him. He's ready to win budget build episode. <laughs> I knew I had some big dogs here to go against, and the bigger the dog, the bigger the bite. All right. And I had to come prepared. I love it. Nick, what do you got? 
Well, I, I also chose an 06, and I also chose a 290,000-mile truck. So Danny and I are on the same same digs there. I got a, an LBZ crew cab, a nice black truck. I don't know if it's rust-free, but, you know, the pictures, the pictures look nice. Fully loaded unit, and uh, I am looking for just shy of 750. I'm going to nose up to 750. Okay, okay, playing it on the cautious side. I, I think it is funny – you guys might not know this at home. Nick only owns black and white vehicles. That's I literally I, there's two charcoal grays in there, and they were an accident. There was no black or white available when he went to go buy them. I just want to state that I noticed that the Cummins guy is shooting way above what our minimum was set for. <laughs> He's a fucking Cummins guy, of yeah. course. <laughs> I will get into that. So I shows, shows up with his dick just hanging out of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> As I look around the room, everybody looks to have brought out printed material. I want to let all of our listeners know, go back and listen to the 15K budget build, and you will hear ruffling papers from only the winner. So it is nice to see everybody is much more prepared than last time. And, of Um, course, you're going to share these in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the the great part here is you will actually be able to go on to dieseltunersblog.com and download all of the show notes. Danny has a special offer. He's going to write up a specific blog for this. So you guys will be able to read the article on the Calibrated Power Facebook page and then actually download and request some more information, be able to work with Danny specifically on that. And if you would like the same build on your 06 Cummins or 06 Duramax okay, or okay. 03, you can call me and let me know. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off here. Uh, Tim, walk me through your truck. Walk me through your build. Okay. Now, uh, the last two times I was here, Uh, We totally winged it, and this is the first time I've had to prepare anything. So uh, I get a little windy. (laughs) First, let me state for the record that this is a competition to prove the possibility of the build and is in no way a recommendation from Centurion or myself on the proper way to do the build. Now that we have that part out of the way, uh, as a lot of you know, I have an affliction for crew cab long bed white trucks, and the truck that I uh, found uh, is a crew cab long bed white six liter. I was going to cheat and put my three hundred and five thousand mile truck up on Craigslist for four grand, but I didn't have to, and I found this one uh, for fifty five hundred dollars. <laughs> my God, it was a, an asshole. <laughs> it's relatively local, wherever the hell Gilman, Illinois is, and for the fact checkers out there, the post. ID is number 57970686610. I would not want to be caught lying on the debate stage. Now, you're, you're the only fact checker we have. You're the only. Okay, just good, good to know. Good to know. Uh, you never pay the asking price on Craigslist, so I figured 4750 would do the trick, and I think we all can agree that less than 10% off of the asking price on Craigslist is pretty reasonable. All right. I suffice to say there's a a few more things you must consider before attempting 700 rear-wheel horsepower build. One, are you in debt up to your eyeballs? Do you make good, consistent money? Do you have a job? Are you attempting to get financing to build this project? Are your parents co-signing on that loan? (laughs) And probably the last question, do you plan on making this your daily driver? If your answer to that question is yes, please make sure you are under the age of 25. (laughs) Now that we have all the important things out of the way, let's get on to the build. So we have an automatic 6-liter. We all know that the torque shift is a very robust transmission and can probably handle a few pulls at 750 horsepower in stock trim. However, I'm an overachiever, and I would like to see this thing go 50 or 100,000 miles without having any problems. With that, we turn to Suncoast for their competition transmission with billet shafts, modified clutches, valve body, pump assembly, and a triple-disc billet-back torque converter. While I was using the voice text to write these notes, I'd like to add that it uh, auto-corrected torque converter to talking burger. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. That actually makes more sense. That seems logical. Sounds cheaper. <laughs> it, it's, it's a little bit cheaper, and we'll get to that. Uh, we have used this transmission a lot in trucks, and nothing beats its consistent smooth power it puts to the ground, and the price for this setup is about seventy nine fifty. As long as we're talking about beefing up our components to handle the power, let's get to the core of the engine. We don't have to mention more than once that the cylinder heads are going to need to come off and get modified to handle the boost and power output. Hold on. Nobody nobody wants to times? mention that more than once? <laughs> more than once. We don't really need to, right? I mean, we all pretty much know that. It's a given. Uh, another item that's close to deforming under that power would be the connecting rods. Uh, we have seen six liters make that kind of power uh and eventually they bend connecting rods. So we're just going to, uh, for the sake of competition, uh, go ahead and talk about changing those. 
Um, now, of course, we have to pull the engine. We're talking about doing head gaskets. We're talking about doing connecting rods. Uh, I'm going to go against everything that I preach about at Centurion and pull the engine out through the front of the truck because uh, ratchet straps and forklifts and skidsters are all cool. But I think probably in this case, we're going to risk a lot less by pulling the engine out through the front. So with that, we're going to use a cheesy one and a half ton engine lift, and then we're going to bolt that engine to an even cheesier engine stand. And from there, we're going to strip it down so that we can get to the connecting rods. Hypermax makes a very proven connecting rod for $3,250. This rod was used in their Bonneville truck that went over 200 miles an hour, and that too was a six liter. Normally, since I went through the work to tear the engine out, I would tear apart uh, to put connecting rods in it. I would then go through and do a freshen up, which includes rings and bearings and probably oversize the pistons and bore and hone the block. However, because this truck only has 125,000 miles on it and we're on a budget build, we're not going to do that. But with the block stripped, I'm going to take it over to Headline Performance and have them O-ring the deck surface to prepare for Hypermax's three-ring race gasket set. This gasket is about $1,250 and is reusable should the heads ever need to come off again. But I can't see any reason why that would ever need to happen. Right, right, right. Now, yeah. six O's never had never. multiple yeah. head problems with one truck. Right. Now, before I uh, bolt the cylinder heads back onto the short block, uh, I will also have headline machine do a valve job and deck the surface of the cylinder heads. Total machine work is going to end up at about $900, assuming that there's no seat or guide or valve damage to the cylinder heads. And with the mileage on the heads, it's safe to say that they're going to be just fine. Now, because so many people are giving away stock head bolts for the 6-liter, I don't have to buy any. And because of the head gasket I'm using, we're not going to use studs. We're going to use stock bolts. And I'm going to get them basically for free. I'm going to give whoever has got them a 6-pack of PBR, and that's about $6.99, so that should cover that. We're going to be reusing the rocker arms and, and installing a set of chromoly uh, push rods from River City Diesel. Those are about two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, now that we have the long block assembled, let's start talking about the power adders. Diesel Site makes a nice high volume, high pressure oil pump for thirteen hundred bucks that will supply enough oil for the Hypermax injector that we'll be installing. We're going to send our injectors out to Hypermax, and they're going to modify them to about 250 cc's and 100% over nozzles, and that costs us about $2,400. Uh, this is a conventional-style injector, not a hybrid, so we are still going to maintain good injection pressures. At this point, I'm going to bolt the engine back into the truck, uh, and next thing we got to talk about, what are we going to do for turbochargers? Now, normally, what I would have done is I would have picked out a couple of compounds, and then I would have priced out every piece of mandrel bent stainless steel tubing, V-band flange, and flex pipe, and said that I can weld up a, a custom fab setup at home. But that's probably not really reality for the purpose of this uh, conversation. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's very DIY. It, it's not super DIY. And the other problem is I really haven't found anybody that has a good bolt-on 6-liter compound turbo kit. So uh, this isn't something... I would normally do, but we're going to do a single turbo, a non-VGT T4 style conversion, and we're going to use something along the lines of an S300 frame with 68 to 74 millimeter compressor. These uh, combos you can pick up for about $2,000. Now, hold on. 68 mil compressor, 74 mil turbine? No, or? no. Somewhere between 68 and 74 millimeter on oh, the compressor. Okay. I mean, either one, you can get it to do the job. Obviously, the smaller one is going to uh, have better low-end performance, but uh, the, the, the higher one is going to have uh, more smoke and lower uh, low-end performance. Okay. Uh, obviously, we're going to need a regulated return fuel system to keep the fuel pressures uh, in line. Uh, oftentimes, we'll fabricate these kits in-house, but whether you do that or buy one of the other 50 options you have online, you're looking around 650 bucks. And couple that with a fast 200-gallon-per-minute uh, fuel system for 820, we're going to have more than enough horsepower or more than enough fuel for the horsepower mark. Uh, I Craigslisted an older uh, SCT part number 3015 flash tuner for 100 bucks, and then called Matt at Gearhead to write me a custom tune. Uh, I never did talk to Matt, however, but one of his guys eventually emailed me a custom single tune file for $550. Now, I could sell my used turbocharger on Craigslist. However, I think I will search Pinterest for any ideas on how to turn it into a decorative artsy lamp <laughs> oh, that will go on my yeah. coffee table. <laughs> Now, <laughs> that lamp kit's going to cost about $45. <laughs> Shipping is included, so we're going to include that into our build. Wow. 
all in all, at the end of the day, uh, we came up with about $27,472.99, which leaves us around $2,500 left over for shipping, license plates, registration for the truck, or uh, any other miscellaneous gaskets, which I already have in this this price sheet. But it leaves us a little bit of money left over, so maybe we'll go celebrate with a steak dinner or something. Dude, I will... I will definitely take a twenty five hundred dollars steak dinner. I'm into that. Well, there's, there'll be more. There'll at least be three people coming along. Res- it's a crew cab. Can we reserve that for the winter? Reserve that twenty five hundred dollars steak dinner. All right, uh, Danny boy, you are chomping at the bit. I just I, I want to let our listeners know because you can't see this. Tim has I'm, I'm approximating four sheets of paper printed off, very well organized, ready to roll. Nick has one sheet of paper and one scratch note. Danny has a fucking book. <laughs> Notice again that that's the Cummins guy. <laughs> All right. Danny boy. Danny. C- Cummins Bible. Let's hear it, Danny. Right. The, the book of us. Verse one. <laughs> as, as everybody knows, I used to buy, sell, and trade all over the country. So I, I took this episode very seriously because of what I used to do. It's uh, It was fun. And – uh. I can't tell you how many times I was humbled and went back to the drawing board and said, man, it's not going to work. I had to find something different. I actually looked at a few trucks that I went to visit, and one of them I, I would refer to it as 50 Shades of Grey. It was not the truck I wanted to buy. Um, <laughs> what? It was a gray 06 Cummins. Oh, and I it thought was... you got an HJ in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the truck was literally every panel was a different color gray. And uh, you can't tell that stuff in the pictures. That's why I wanted to go and visit these trucks. All right. All right. Um, does the color shades of the truck affect the horsepower on a Cummins? It does not. Okay. We don't know the judging criteria, though, so – Right. Fair. I mean, you got to appreciate think at the your end dedication. Of the day, there, I got to be willing to buy this. Right. Okay. This is something that I would want to buy, and this is something that I would want to sell. And if I'm going to do that, it's going to have to be in the book value, and it's going to have to make sense because if you were listening to our truck buyer's guide episode, it's got to make sense according to the NADA value. So, NADA value. So, um, what I did was that was the first thing. I found a truck that was in book value. Um, the guy had the truck for 11500 I talked him down to $9,500, and I actually printed out the text if you guys want to look at it. Um, I worked him down. I hope that guy is listening to this. And and somebody said, aren't you kind of a dick for doing that, for wasting these guys' time? I worked at a dealership for seven years. I can't tell you how many guys wasted my time. You officially got paid to do it, so you're a professional time waster. In the most literal sense. But I wanted this to be serious. Like This truck was local to me. I drove to, uh, well, the guy lived in Madison. We drove halfway. I met him, and I, I looked at it. You drove where, where halfway it? to fucking Madison well, for this? I was on the state line already because my condo was there, and I was there that night. I wanted to meet him and check it out. I was only there for about 15, 20 minutes, so it's not like I spent all night. Where, where did you find this truck? The truck actually uh, was out of Madison, Wisconsin. Well, I mean, uh, what advertising? Oh, on Craigslist. Craigslist. And okay. I have the actual ad. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, <laughs> yes. I went I went to, you know, I wanted to lay eyes on this thing. That's the big thing. People say, oh, you got to you gotta make sure it is what exactly what they're saying. And the truck wasn't really what, what he said. So uh, There's you a mean shock. a $11,000 <laughs> Cummins on Craigslist wasn't worth $11,000? <laughs> Correct. Asking price. Yeah. Asking price yeah. of 11000 Oh, We got down to nine. All right. So you got yep. 20 Gs to play with, Danny. I, I worked them a little bit and, you know, had fun with it, like I said. But um, when I went to the truck, well, before I went there, actually, I actually printed out a history report to make sure this thing didn't have a salvage title or a brand new title. And I got that right here. It was a two-owner, one-accident truck. And they had minor damage in the right rear. And the stake pocket, he had, must have had something strapped down when he got in an accident because it ripped the stake pocket out. The truck had a mid-shift bearing that was just loose. It was sloppy. The drive shaft needed some serious attention. And the injectors weren't what he said either. The injectors and the pump need to be replaced. But I didn't care. I was going big on the injection system anyways. That was a bonus to me. It's a I, Cummins. It's easy to work on. Absolutely. And... Um, I got the history report here, and I also printed out the NADA value of the truck with 100 or 290,000 miles, which comes to $22,725. So a bank would give you that loan for this truck. 22725 was the closest truck I could get to thirty grand and uh, justify it. So when I got there, um, 
I, I noticed a few things, like I said, but there was rock chips, just your basic stuff. The truck was originally, he said in the ad, from Colorado. So when I ran the history report, it was not from Colorado. It was from Texas. Um, <laughs> I don't think the guy really knew. He just knew it was rust-free. It was and, a big state either way. Right. And, uh, <laughs> there was a couple bonuses on the truck. He had an exhaust, a um, few other things. But um, the truck, I would call, had Kentucky pinstripes. Um, looked like he'd been through the woods, you know, it's going to need some buff work, whatever. No big deal. I used to do some detailing in my day. A um, couple of door dings. <laughs> Nothing. No, I c- nobody's going nobody's gonna to comment on Kentucky pinstripes. No, we're leaving that one alone, I'm just, guys. I'm just hoping we get to the mods. I, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> wondering when we're going to talk about I, I just wanted. I wanted to tell you what the truck was before I got he into did, it. He did just a little bit of research on the truck. He wants to talk about it. You know, all <laughs> yeah. right. Um, right. So well, he did drive up there to look at it. He's got a two-week-old at home, and he went up to go drive and look at a truck for this episode. Let him talk about it, assholes. Absolutely. Right? And I also want to show you guys the guy covered up his license plate in the picture of Craigslist with his thumb when he took the picture. I love that. Class I original. I don't know why they do that. Um, but getting into the bill now, this is the obviously the fun part. I wanted to do something that I work with every day. So I wanted to take a lot of the products that I deal with and put it into this build to make it make sense. So the very first thing, I want to lay the foundation down. I'm going for this almost 1,000 horsepower build. I spec'd out a transmission that can harness 1,000 horsepower. Been on the phone with Garen, talking to Phil here at the shop, um, getting it done. I went with a fully built transmission, um, a Garen torque converter, um, built input, output, and intermediate shafts. Triple disc Garen torque converter, a high pressure valve body with an upgraded GM solenoid, a Garen billet flex plate, and also a billet lever strut anchor. I have $6,700 into the trans, which was pretty easy for me to do because I have a lot of money because I have 30 grand, obviously, I can spend. So I wanted to make sure the very first thing um, that people have problems with was taken care of, which was that transmission. That was a huge deal to me. Um, the build went on and on. I have to say, uh, I want to give a big shout out to the guys uh, that deal with us all the time. We got the McEwen boys. Uh, we got Danny McEwen, Sean Kaiser. All these guys have been on our show. Dwight Kroon. Um, I took and uh, Downing. We took a lot of. I took a lot of their um, little pieces of their puzzle and put it to mine. I, I kind of took the best of all their worlds and put it, made it mine. And I just want to say thank you to those guys for talking to me on Facebook and uh, letting me bounce a few ideas off you. Um, so first things first, I got in the fuel system. I went with 100 over injectors through Exergy, called up Rob. Um, he's like, hey, Danny, you know, this is how much they are. With a, a 12 mil pump and 100 overs, and this is all retail pricing. I, I didn't want to give myself any discounts or anything like that on the trans or anything. So this is what any average person off the street could buy this for. Um, I have $6,013 into the 100 overs and the 12 mil. As as per the rules of this episode. Right. Right. So Absolutely. So you weren't going to cheat to I break the rules? Right. But I, it's easy to do. He it. did ask me to post Dwight, Dwight uh, McEwen's truck for sale so he could just buy it for 25 and <laughs> call it a day. No, no, I'm just joking. Only Tim Slater would do yeah, that. Never mind. No. My bad. I just I wonder didn't. what Daniel McEwen's <laughs> going to say when you call when he finds out you called him Dwight on the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to. Shit. You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> my, my bad, brother. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, though. Thank you for bringing that up. Don't worry. Nick's got your back. <laughs> Obviously, I got the trans. I got the fuel system in place. Um, I'll talk about the turbos. I, I blew me away when. I had a customer make 950 horsepower with an S480 over stock tw- uh, twin kit. Unbelievable setup. Very simplistic in my opinion. It's nothing crazy. The piping through WC Fab is just absolutely gorgeous. And to be able to make 900, he actually made 948 horsepower at the rear wheel with that same setup. And I printed out his dyno sheet right here that mm-hmm. I asked for him. And um, the torque number was 1,485 uh, foot-pounds of torque. And That's a rubber, huh? She's that, got a little bit of go to her. Absolutely. And that was before he drilled out um, the stock um, charger to a one-inch to drive the S480 a little harder. Um, so the, the wastegate. And uh, he's going to do that and report back to me what he what he's going to dyno, but that's, that's not going to be that much. Um, a few other things. Um, I got into the head a little bit. I did... Um, 110 pound valve springs and push rods, Hamilton push rods. 
I've got all the prices here as well. Um, I've got $1,123 into that with a set of head studs. I went stud for stud on the head because I didn't want to, you know, I had to do anything crazy. I just wanted to ask a few buddies for help. I went stud for stud. Maybe you guys will tear me up a little bit right there. I think that's the only spot where... We won't have to. It'll do it itself. Absolutely. But um, <laughs> we, we'll worry about that when we get there. Said the guy who quoted, one time he'll have to get into the cylinders. Right. One time. Mm-hmm. I'll probably turn around and sell the truck, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably lose at least 15 on that one. <laughs> you mean... Sorry, Danny. No, no, let's not, let's not get builds. into that yet. <laughs> there, is, there is a time for rebuttals, gentlemen. Okay. There is a time okay. for rebuttals. All right. All right, Danny. We're sorry. You, you got... So I got S480 yeah. stocker twin yeah. kit. You got Hamilton, one ten pound valve springs, and you got some uh, rods, rods in there. Yep. What's next? What's next? Um, I told you guys that that drive shaft was pretty sloppy. It's a quad cab long bed, white. Um, kind of funny you said that. So it's obviously a super long drive shaft, and to turn that type of power, I wanted to make sure that was secure because we've had drive shaft failures on our dyno, and what a mess. And I'll tell you, that will just destroy the whole build right there. And um, I put a 1480U joint up front on the drive shaft and a 1550 in the rear. And then I went with a two-inch center spline section to try to beef that up a little bit. And uh, I feel like that'll be good for a period of time. And I'll always check it and make sure because that's something that I'm very paranoid on if uh, that was my truck, really. One nice thing about this truck was... It had fresh wheel bearings up front, fresh U-joints. The guy spent money on brakes, all new brakes. The front tires were brand new. So you knew that he had front-end problems before he wanted to sell it because it was a telltale sign for me. If you got fresh front tires on this thing, they were all chopped and they were tore up. So he's trying to fix these things to sell his truck. He advertised that he had a built here a new reman transmission in there too, which I didn't care. I was just going to rebuild it anyways. But it was it was interesting because every every Dodge 06, 07, or whatever, even every Dodge is going to have front end problems typically. Death wobble. You got that. You got ball joints, U joints. Uh, the list goes on. I'm sure you guys know. Um, to carry it further, I wanted to monitor everything. I run a, I ran an Edge CTS two uh, with a probe. I got 429 bucks into the edge with $129 into the probe. And um, that's obviously going to help me in the long run just to make sure everything's running like it should be. I went with uh, Calibrated Power's tuning, the King tuning. And I tell you, with the tuning and um, the twin kit that I have, I had $4,523 into everything there. So I got the twin kit bought, and I got the tuning in there as well. Um, so it's kind of funny, Nick. Uh, you're going to help me beat you here by tuning my truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Dino <laughs> so, rates just went up, Danny. I know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> something that I thought was really, really cool. I love drag racing and truck pulling. This is something that I wanted to take to the track. I got um, a lot of experience this year pulling with the clean sweep, and you know I'm going to have this thing on the dirt if I owned it. And I wanted to be able to show everybody in the stock class that this truck is going to stomp you because I pulled against trucks with twins like Pete Shibby, for example. He came with the Worley Custom truck pulling against me in a stock class. Nobody cares around here about what you have. And uh, I'm going to enter this thing. I'll be that guy for a week. I don't care. Um, so Dick. I, yeah. <laughs> but as far as drag racing numbers, I got a time slip here. Um, this this truck is no slouch on the drag strip, running a 1.60, uh, 1.6860 foot, 10 Nine four quarter mile. Whose truck was that based off of? Because this is a hypothetical build. This is this is actually a build. This is a uh, Daniel McEwen's quad cab long short, bed. Quad cab short bed. Okay, so so but I mean that gives us a real damn close ballpark on it. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. So you have dyno numbers, you have personal references, you have time slips. Yep. What's your total, Danny? Um, I'm right there. Um, I, I maxed her out pretty good. Um, my total, I actually had a little wiggle room because of fluid uh, fluids. I had a couple of, you know, gaskets, uh, intake manifold gasket, a few other small little things that I priced out. Uh, my I was at $29,633.99. I tapped it out. Oh, um, you, that's, still a, that's still a $300 steak dinner. Which, well, if you go by yourself, is like the best one you've ever had. I hope. Not if you want a lamp. 
zero lamps in that building. I have never been on Pinterest, and I, I don't ever want to be. So. But I'll tell you, I have to have 5% window tint on everything I own. It's just kind of my thing, I guess. And I, I blacked it out. My buddy said he'd do it for $150. And just for Paul, I put a large Cummins, big C sticker on the back window for 20 bucks. You did not fucking go to big C sticker. I put sticker. it in my build. Just for you, Paul, because I know how much you hate those stickers. Oh, my God. If you're going to own a Cummins. Mirrors up, big C going, actually, 950 horse. And can't see because of the window tints. Right, of course. Day. Right, right. It was not the big flip-out mirrors or little Mickey Mouse mirrors that were that's on the truck. Danny, anything else before we move on here? There can't possibly be anything else. <laughs> um, I did. I did go with um, um, a coolant bypass kit. Um so those are we got those for 450 buck, 415 bucks. I wanted that, so I'm not blowing freeze plugs out of this block. Uh, very important to me to do that. Also, I have a, a lift pump that uh, I had on my build. Um, obviously, you can't have this type of power without a lift pump. But I just wanted to go back to the purchase. I put in tax, title, and license on this. So if I were to buy this truck, I actually priced out what it would cost me on for tax, title, and license. So. Does anybody else have tax title license on their build? Negative. Hope you boys got some money left over. Well, I do. Well, you do. Yeah. You got you got some room. Yeah. Okay. Danny, I, I feel like once we're down to tax title and license, I can cut you off. We can say you have yes. you have spec'd us. It's mm. over. I, I, I feel like Nick's ready. I'll, I'll come. I, I have a little. I have a few more cards up my sleeve, but I'll come back to that. <laughs> but uh, just so you guys know, I just want to tell you. So. The truck books out twenty two, twenty three grand. Okay. Does anybody actually think that a two hundred ninety thousand mile Dodge would go for that? I will get to that. I'm okay. getting to that. I'm glad you said if, that. If anybody in the room knows, I guess it would be this guy. I am so glad I you mean, brought that up. He sold my dad a car. Is this the rebuttal phase? Or no, no. Hold on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Danny, Danny, your build is your build is done. Okay. Thank you for submitting. Yeah, absolutely. We will get back guys. to we will All get right. back to rebuttal and final comments. Ten four. Nick, hopefully I'll be able to leave before that. <laughs> no, I'm glad. Thank you for inviting me on this build um, and for reminding me an hour before this was uh, to air that I should prepare for it. So. To be fair, you did get two meetings a week apart. Oh, no, you didn't come to our Wednesday meeting. That's that's yeah. where you missed the yeah, no, 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 Okay, perfect. You got an hour heads up. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which is fair. Plenty. Um, I found this immaculate per auto trader. Uh, 2006 Silverado, crew cab, short bed, black. It's got a moonroof on it. Uh, leather does have tan leather, so I probably wouldn't buy this exact truck, but it's pretty close. <laughs> okay, so 290,000 miles, whatever is what it is. We're gonna replace the CP3 and injectors, so as long as it passes a compression test, I'm okay with it. I feel like I should say 10 more things based on our. Last uh, <laughs> rundown, but I'm going to cut to the quick here. So transmission, G-Max 6, converter. I mean, any triple disc converter will work. We'll go with the Garand. That's what we use, the Garand X. So we got 3500 bucks in the transmission and parts. I guess I'm going to build it myself because that's what this episode's about. In reality, I'll probably have DJ do it. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the fuel system goes, I'm going to do a 10 millimeter pump and a set of 60% over injectors. Um, I got two grand in the pump. I got eight eighteen hundred in the injectors. I'm just gonna assume that my injectors are good because they got two hundred ninety thousand miles on them. Why wouldn't they be? So, so they're probably perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> while we're in there doing the injectors and pump, we're also going to remove the stock turbocharger. I'm gonna go ahead and sell that for three hundred dollars. Nice. For a core. That's a Pete Chevy move. You're not right gonna there. make a lamp out of it. <laughs> no, I'm not, not gonna a make Pete a lamp Chevy out move. of it. Right. Uh, I'm gonna install a Stealth sixty seven. Okay. 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 Nice. Um, and then uh, any associated plumbing, so Y-bridge, uh, piping, assorted goodies. I'm also going to do a downpipe and a set of uppipes. Um, and really, that's a very straightforward top-end setup. So no twin turbos, nothing crazy. Um, don't have to do motor mounts. I'm not going to take a valve cover off the engine because I like rolling dice. <laughs> no man's land, baby. No man's land. I'm going to be tuning this truck, so yeah. it's going to live. 10-4. Ask Daniel McEwen again. We're, if we're going to bring up Daniel McEwen. He had 50 passes on his at this power level. So, um, ECM and TCM tuning, DSP-5. I will charge myself to tune it by myself. 
Um, and a CTS, I got 1200 bucks into that setup. Um, I might be a little short on that. may have to add a probe. Traction bars at $650. And uh, that... So the truck was 14 on Craigslist. I got 13650 in mods. If I can uh, get the, my 10% off my Craigslist ad, right? So I'm, I'm roughly 26, 26.5 right there. Um, you know, the LBZ is appreciating in value. I don't know if you guys know this or not. I, I do. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that sentence? <laughs> it's a highly sought after unit. Okay. All right. Um, he said uh, unit. <laughs> <laughs> In order to further improve its resale value, I'm going to add a set of uh, badass wheels and tires to it, right? Because this is this what this build is about. It's about street presence. So I got a 750 horsepower truck. I can't be riding around on PYOs. At least that's what you guys all tell me. This is a, we do actually have to tell Nick this. Yeah. Yes. So I. I I got uh, Jim Rennett to hook me up with the hostile sprockets, the twenty by tens, with some. I, I had to put Nitto G twos on them because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drive on uh, any sort of other street tire. Um, so that puts me right at the number, man. That's that's my build, and uh, with any luck, I'll be in the seven twenty five, seven forty horse range, turned down just a little bit from what it could do, back some timing out of it, um, keep it alive. So. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So so we, we we got a few different questions out here and I know if if I was one of the competitors my favorite part of this episode when I did it was uh tearing the other people apart. And we're going to call that the rebuttal phase. So I'm going to kick it around to each one of you and you're going to get to tell me why the other two guys builds are a terrible idea. So this is literally just your chance to sling mud. Uh who wants to go first? I'll sling some mud first. Ooh, Danny was on it. So Danny in the book of Cummins, go. I, I got to give you a credit for having a low mileage, a six zero. So that's going to help your book value if you go to try to resell this thing. My my question to myself is always, what is it worth, even if it has a million mods on it or nothing or bone stock? So having that, I, I would say that your book value is far away from uh, thirty grand. You just wasted fifteen thousand dollars of your own money and the truck's not worth it nobody in their right mind is going to pay 30 grand for that truck shots fired um nick um 290,000 miles having a 30 grand truck 750 horse lbz that's mint like that it sounds pretty nice rust free and some sprockets on it um <laughs> especially if jim rendon owned it i mean it's gotta be worth more dude i'll open an instagram account for this truck there you go those are hideous rooms, by the way. <laughs> You're not a fan or what? No, I mean, they're nicer than mine, but, you know. Yeah, uh, the 780 people who liked my first Instagram photo don't agree with you. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Who's that? Good for those 780 people to all be wrong. That's amazing. I'm sorry, Danny, you were rebuttaling. Go. I just, with the comments, I keep seeing these trucks come in. They're 900 to 1,000 horsepower with a stock bottom in. We're talking about no man's land. And, boy, skating around that territory seems just awesome to me because uh, being in LBZ world uh, like Nick's dealing with now, I know that 750 is really pushing the limits. And um, I feel like there's more in it than uh, the 950 um, if I did a few smaller things. But I don't want to gamble like that. I really That's the top of my, my number I want to hit. But at the drag strip and the truck pulls, I'm taking home the bacon, baby. You know, so <laughs> if I, you guys pull against me or drag race, I mean, you're really it's going to be tough to beat the long bed here over here at the with the Cummins. Um, a few other things that I forgot to mention, too, is we uh, did the map sensor that we can actually, uh, you know, clean up a lot of the smoke. Um, we have the ability to tune these Cummins uh, with this new 10-bar map sensor, and I, I also put that in my build, and I thought that was really that was, awesome. That was very nice of you, Danny. Yeah. Does, does that nice. just tweak you since you just taught us about that like two weeks ago in a Lunch and Learn, Nick, where you're like, I taught these guys this. I feel and like then... I'm getting a little bit of friendly flyer over here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I wanted a truck where I'm not uh, smoking out the whole entire um, crowd at the drag strip. I'm running this 10-second pass, and it's super clean power. And people love that aspect just right there. Okay. How about other rebuttals? Why else? Tim, why should I not? choose the Cummins or the Duramax? Well, the, the Cummins. <clears throat> I, 
you know me. I'm not a big Cummins fan. So I'm really all I got on you, Danny, and this is pretty weak, I'll admit this, is that it sounds like Bigfoot farting in a garbage can. That's all I can say <laughs> at this point. Um, I do have a problem with uh, 200 and – you said yours was 290,000? 290, 290, yep. 290, yeah. Yep. I have a problem with any Dodge still being on the road at 290,000 miles. So I, I question the integrity of the rest of the truck. But um, as as far as the, the Duramax goes, mileage, it, it's going to – it's going to hurt, um, and and we do know that the bottom end and, and everything is going to be a little bit iffy on the Duramax. Um, that's pretty much what I got. All right. Nick, why why should I not think about this Cummins or this Power Stroke? I mean, as, as much as Danny's super long – as much as both of these fuckers' super long-winded builds <laughs> irk me a little bit deep inside um, they, they are they are strong trucks. They're well thought out. Um, I really don't have any – any knock um i don't think i can knock the cummins at all other than the typical dodge shit right like i'm not gonna have the heated seat i'm not gonna have uh, a seat that's not wearing on my left thigh the whole time i'm driving the truck uh, true story it so. was it was replaced the bolster was replaced <laughs> and I, it actually was i am not kidding he's so fucking ready for and, it he's like, right? he, and he has a little note over there that says when nick brings up dodge seat right and power windows and locks, by the way. Power windows and locks. Uh, the 6.0, I mean, the, the resale value on any of these trucks is going to be crap, but I feel like the resale value on the 6.0 <laughs> is going to be especially shit. So that's that's my only knock on yours. I, I, I yeah. got to say, resale value in any of these uh, should not apply because if anybody is building any of this to resell it, uh, you're not going to be in business very long. Um and then the other thing I got to mention with the six liter is uh, one, it has a uh, Pioneer uh, touchscreen, which I personally don't like, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, and it had a spare <laughs> fuel filter sitting on the center console. So a lamp and a fuel filter come with <laughs> lamp your and a fu- Well, no, the lamp's mine. I just figured I'd add that in the build. I'm going to keep that. Oh, you're so that okay? Yeah, All no, right. I mean, I'm just right. saying I'm going to pay get that for part. it. Yeah, I don't get yeah, that, right? yeah. I'm not selling it. Yeah, the okay. lamp's not for sale. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, uh, you know, how can you beat the six liter sound? You know, I mean, it's hard to beat. Everybody's heard a. Are you trying to sell us three on this you right beat now? You at the you drag strip. What, and what are you, Charlie Keeter over here? I mean, <laughs> hey, it's all for those Main Street drags, man. <laughs> oh my God, Paul! Please tell us what the criteria Wait, are that you'll be judging. Real quick, so <laughs> no. Real quick, let me like, unplug his microphone. <laughs> my my truck books out NADA retail value with two hundred ninety thousand miles for twenty two thousand. Who the fuck seven. buys that truck for two for twenty two thousand dollars? Well, it's never gonna happen. I took it a step further than that. Hold I, on, did you ever sell a truck with two hundred ninety three thousand miles on it for twenty two thousand dollars? Absolutely. Get oh. the fuck! You rip somebody off. So. With that being said, I took it a step further and made a Craigslist ad of my build and put it for sale. <laughs> so I actually have it for sale for $35,000. So he could come down 10% and still be over. Did right? anybody call you, Danny? Uh, actually, I put it up two nights ago, and I, I got a phone call, and uh, it was pretty cool. The guy left a voicemail and just said, hey, call me back. And we're willing to take 18. But. <laughs> then I deleted the ad because I didn't want the guy that has the actual truck for sale to see it and say, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> That's kind of like the phone call we got saying, uh, what does it cost to overhaul this 350 Chevy motor? And between two and three grand, and then, okay, thanks, click. Perfect. Love those. Um, okay. Reliability. So I'd like you each to very quickly uh, just speak a little bit to the reliability of your build. So do you know somebody else who has had a truck that was similar and it stayed together? Do you feel like this is a, a one dyno pass or a full season of sled pulling? Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, no, actually on the reliability aspect, and I know I'm going to get some funny looks here, uh, but we've addressed a lot of the issues with the 6-liter with uh, the turbocharger and the uh, injectors and the high-pressure oil pump and the different gaskets. So actually, uh, with with the transmission that's in it, I would have no qualms about driving that daily, going to the drag strip, uh, throw it on the dyno a couple of times. I wouldn't have any problems with it. Any, any responses to a 6-liter reliability with the build, Tim, recommended? I never paid much attention to 6 anything, so I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Danny boy, nothing down there? Nothing about the 6-liter. Danny literally has the second half of his book in his hand. <laughs> I, I really appreciate God the, help us the all. 6 liters. I, I really do, because I've seen him run really well, and 
I think that uh, you're onto something, but it's just, I can't justify it with the, the resale. That, that was my biggest hang up was, what can I sell this thing for when I'm done? And that's why I kept going back to the drawing board so many times, pulling my hair out. All right. Danny, reliability on your Cummins build. You got two minutes. I mean, I got a built trans. I have a solid front end. I have U-joints set up, nice solid drive shaft. I've got the pump, the injectors, everything to do so. And um, I'm just going to go out and have fun. And, and um, the only thing I have to worry about is leaving the rubber on the tires. The only reliability issue is rubber on the tires. And that leads us to Nick. I would I would quickly rebut to Danny that he has front end repair bills coming again in ten thousand miles. Well, agreed. That, I really wanted to squeeze this into my budget build. This uh, RCV front end, it's twenty two hundred ninety five dollars. I you? tried so hard to squeeze it, but I couldn't do everything I wanted. So after I went a couple, how much was the tent? Oh, that was uh, one hundred fifty bucks. Okay, but right. I wanted well, that would have been one hundred fifty bucks towards something useful. Okay. Am I going to recommend that you go out and sled pull this truck for the next five years? Probably not. Okay, you got you got two years of competition on my build, and then you're going into the motor. <laughs> okay. You wanted you wanted the answer okay, reliability. No, no, no. I, I I'm like not going to bullshit you. You got two years of competition on the build, and then plan on doing a motor. You got it depends on how you drive it. Otherwise, if okay. you're uh, Jim Rendant, you have two years. Right. 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 If you're uh, any any normal person, um, you know. Same as any other LBZ. Gotcha. Okay. Could go quite a bit longer. All right. Um, guys, that's everything that I had questions on. Any final statements? Anything that you didn't get to say? And I'm going to leave Danny out. So we'll go, Nick. Any any final statements about the LBZ? Any final pitch? My final pitch, Paul, is picture yourself in that. <laughs> <laughs> a black... Stock rim loaded LBZ. No, you got sprockets on. There. I got sprockets on. Never and mind. You got 750 horse. Have you ever driven uh, Chuck Dilly's truck? Oh yeah. yeah just subtract 150 horsepower, <laughs> and that could be you. He's well, still stuck in, in Chuck Dilly. Chuck Dilly is having mode. an aneurysm when he hears this, <laughs> and you said his truck is a thirty thousand dollar budget build. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I do know the difference. I just want to let you. I do work right. There's a reliability difference here as well. A little bit. Uh, Tim, final statements. Uh, I'm the only one here that doesn't have a common rail. Uh, I was going to go with a common rail, but that leaves that me. would have been smart. Well, eh, would it have been smart? I, I truly, uh, I have to disagree with that because uh, if I buy a six four and keep it in budget and make it six hundred or seven hundred fifty horsepower, yeah. it is absolutely going to blow up. Zero reliability. <laughs> Zero reliability. <laughs> it is I without totally with a hundred percent certainty. So could could I do it? Yes, I, I could easily get seven hundred fifty horsepower out of a six four. There's no question about that. Uh, but I'd have to buy a truck that's got a ton of miles on it because. Uh, they're newer, uh, and with a ton of miles on it, it's got a ton of regens on it. It's got a ton of everything else on it, and uh, they just don't have uh, a good reputation in stock trim. So uh, that being said, I was forced to go with something older and uh, uh, older technology and different platform, um, but the reliability aspect of it, I, I would put my build up against any of these three, and I don't think it would come in last by any means. Stop looking at me like that. The room just falls silent of everybody waiting for the guy next to them to yell bullshit. But I'll do it. <laughs> bullshit. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Danny. Final thoughts. If I blow, if I melt a piston down, I have a buddy with two five nine Cummins motors, uh, roughly 150 thousand miles on it. He said he'd sell me one for 1,200 bucks. So God forbid if something happened, I'm 1,200 bucks more in whole, and plus my time and labor. And all the other parts go along with that. Yeah, just right. swap it out. Just sw- just swap it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bolt for bolt, stud right. for stud. I'm sorry, stud yep. for stud. Cylinder wall is probably fine. Okay, um, <laughs> I, I do have a few notes on each build here, so I'll, I'm going to go in reverse order. So Nick, two hundred and something thousand mile LBs, two ninety, two ninety, so three hundred. Um, two two years on that. Come on, man. I. I question that. Larry LePan. I question that. Larry LePan's doing it. Larry, Larry LePan is doing it. Is he two hundred ninety thousand miles though? Dude, this thing's seasoned. It doesn't have a tune on it. <laughs> now, right now that he posted it on Craigslist, he took his edge juice and attitude it's off. It's been two hundred ninety babied miles. Right, babied miles. I've written Craigslist <laughs> posts before. You realize that, right? I know how full of shit they are. All right. Um, Danny, a lot of research over there. A lot of research. Um, I do question the exact same thing. We saw Chris Emke with his personal truck with 290,000 miles at a horsepower level slightly less than this. 
he was trying some experimental things, which probably were more to his detriment than his benefit. Um, however, I do still question. I mean, a lot of these trucks, we see them make these big horsepower numbers. We kind of consider them rolling hand grenades, right? We don't know when the pin was pulled. We just know that it's live. Uh, so it could go anytime. The six liter, Tim, I mean, every, anybody who's ever listened to the podcast knows I have a bias against six liters. Well, that's clear. I think <laughs> I think you you, rat, you put a nail in the coffin, though, when you said, like, well, it's not like I could go newer with Ford stuff because that's even worse. No, not Ford stuff. I, just, I just a six four. I, just, I think that was, like, a huge just – you were like, how could I shoot my foot with a gun in my hand right now and – then you did it. Listen, I, was... I love six fours. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but there's just no way. They're just garbage, right? They're not garbage. Oh. There's just no way I'm going to build a reliable $30,000, 750-horsepower six four. There's no way it's going to happen, and I don't want I, anybody. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't yeah. know why you're, you're yeah. talking like you're arguing. I agree with you. Yeah, it's not you that I correct. don't like the six four. I love the six four. Yeah, it who an... wouldn't love massive unreliability? Well, next month, the $60,000 budget build, you can bring right. up the six four. <laughs> that sounds like a great I do think – and we're going to post uh, something on the Facebook page. We'll let our listeners come up with uh, who they feel like won today's topic. I feel like Danny definitely showed up with the most background. Danny definitely showed up with the most verifiable evidence. Um, I think he was a clear winner today, gentlemen. The most uh, the most evidence that doesn't have anything to do with 750 horsepower. What was the criteria, by the way? 750 horsepower minimum. No, you're judging. Did we hear that yet? There's some element of reliability, but the rest of it went away with the halfway through the second beer. Okay, because I'm just wondering. You know, we had story. window tints, we had seat upholstery, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, none of that. I would have done none of that. Yes, yes. If I, I mean, that was just I'm be the thing. first to congratulate Danny on a well put together uh, truck. He did a very nice job. So good job, Danny. Um, I could have gone without the ten minutes of the Kentucky flare side fucking pinstripe. <laughs> But uh, I, your truck would be strong. I would be proud to drive that truck. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, will, I will. I think I think Danny, you know, definitely deserves some, some credit there. Absolutely. I'll throw congratulations at you. Thanks, fellas. That was a pleasure to do this with you. Um, but I don't have to drive it at 950 horse every day. I do have a CSP switch in it where I can dumb it down. <laughs> it doesn't are you, stop, are you sure dude? you budgeted the $75 for the CSP switch? It's in there, brother. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's $30,000 budget build episode. If you'd like a copy of this episode, send $30,000 to uh, Paul Wilson. Paul Wilson. <laughs> care of calibrated power solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good, too. Uh, no, but for real, guys, we do definitely have a blog posted up on Diesel Tuner's blog. You'll be able to go in and download everybody's build uh, list and get all of the information about the builds we recommended today along with any details you need about product info. Uh, Tim. Yes. Where are you from, Brad? Oh, yeah. Centurion <laughs> Fleet Services out of Hampshire, Illinois. Excellent. You got a phone number over there? Or yeah. You guys just do smoke signals? No, no, no smoke signals. Uh, uh, 847-683-2255. Excellent. And Nick? Calibrated Power Solutions, as always, 815-568-7920. And this has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thank you so much for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. I knew I had some big dogs here to go against. And the bigger the dog, the bigger the bite. All right. And I had to come prepared.